the laundromat, I seriously in my core resented being lectured about free market capitalism by the people who are in this movie because I know how stupid almost all of them are including the writer and director Aaron <laughs> yeah I mean I think the writer and director might be the smartest people on the project and even then it's a, pre- it's a pretty low bar and we're on the smartest people in the room yeah I mean I, I was listening to like uh, Scott Z. Byrne talk and he seems fine like whatever but i'm not really sure what he was going for Um, by the way i'm I'm not going to care about spoilers for this film this is a straight preface don't watch this film and i'm going to talk about it now good good fucking shout mate actually yeah don't watch the movie the movie sucks and will spoil it the whole way through even if i mean it's disputable if there is actually anything to spoil yeah i mean to spoil something would require a plot or like interwoven threads or something i feel a setup yep. you know any kind of build up whatsoever which this movie does not have and is its greatest weakness yeah so i mean i've i've actually not seen a movie like this uh since maybe something i don't know maybe like tony scott's domino which is an awful like i think 2003-4 over stylized garbage sub tarantino bounty hunter movie starring kira kira knightley and it's just vignette after vignette after vignette with some kind of string plot but as a compliment to Domino, a movie that I hate, this is even more incomprehensible than that. And any time it accidentally catches upon a character with slight depth and a pathos to them, like for instance Antonio Banderas' character, um, it dashes that to chase some very short-lived and vacuous plot thread. Like, it's, it's just weird. It's a weird movie. Like, it, I was baffled by it. It is weird. I think, it, yeah, it really reminded me of like the 90s and early 2000s just in how like slapdash it was (laughs) like it felt like it was from the era and again i know we i sometimes speculate this might be an era we're back in where just sort of like anything goes it's just like oh just throw onto dvd just 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 get it out like 2003 2004 is probably about a good era for that like madness like it was like yeah i I, it was like edutainment it was like really poor edutainment where, where like they throw on something in class and they're like, this is going to teach you about forest fires, but it's going to be fun. But they just happen to have spent millions of dollars on it. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's not a film. It's just a, a series of... Be- I mean, Barely Linked is probably giving it too little credit, because I guess the one thing it does well is that everything is linked by a transaction. But a yes. transaction isn't a particularly emotive or interesting you know, way to propel a story forward. No, and I completely agree with that. I think that if... If at the drawing board they decided that the movie they were trying to make was about money, I think I tried to I tried to kind of rationalise it to you was that maybe they thought that the main character would be money, and it keeps you know changing hands through all these people and causing difficulty in all of their lives. But you know there's no arc to that, and we learn it, it just meant that we transferred through a series of characters who we didn't get enough time with, and who especially at the beginning the implication would be because we're watching a movie and this is what movies are like uh, that we'd see some kind of resolution to their plots. But Meryl Streep, uh, who was set up as being the wronged character, was also set up as being you know it would be implied that she would see the plot through to the end, but her investigations just ended very very soon. Uh, they completely flew out of her hands. It was way beyond what she was capable of. And then there we were, just fucking spinning along at the end, and then she just slides back into view, has a bit of a rant at God, which was almost profound, and then I think the point that they were trying to make about how capitalism has kind of outgrown faith 
was really undercut by the fact that, you know, she prayed to God for the capitalists to go to jail and her prayers were answered. That ruined the best thing the movie had going for it when she was asking, when will the meek inherit the earth? I don't think it's going to happen. And the point should have been, you're fucking right, it's not going to happen. But then it was like, oh, then they went to jail. And then again, it undercut the undercut by having Helen Mirren do a big rant. It was ridiculous. Meryl Streep. Fuck. <laughs> so yeah, I actually, I went back and like did some meters. So like her investigation really in reality concludes around like the 35 minute mark. She appears again once at the hour mark in the supermarket. Doesn't appear again until the hour and like 25 mark. So, and I was thinking about this. I was like, in terms of like any way to make this film more structured, I, I actually quite like the idea of like money. I took that when you mentioned it to me and I, I like the idea of perhaps you show them paying for the boat trip that that sparks all of this. Yes. And like she pays like some money and then like you have fucking Antonio Banderas and Gary Oldman walk on screen like the Greek choir that they are and they go this dollar will be heading our way soon and then like you track that dollar as it goes through like David Schwimmer's character and then it goes into like um Bon Camper's character and then it goes through to Mossack um Finseca. And so, like, you, you are tracking an actual piece of money, like a piece of the transaction. I, and then that can go through to Charles, the African businessman, and then through to the communists if you really want to. But again, I think I'd probably cut one of those two out at some point. Because in a way, this is really annoying, and I believe it might have been entirely accidental. In a way, I think there's it's good that her investigation goes nowhere. But I think it should go nowhere in a more interesting and deliberate way. As because, though that was on purpose, deliberate yeah. is correct, yes. Rather than just that it was never supposed to end that way. But yeah, rather than just she hits a brick wall because, like Obama said, like these things are perfectly legal. That, that, that's what make at the end of the day, that's what makes it so ridiculous. And that's one of the, you know, at, at its best, I think that is that rant where Oldman and Banderas are saying that they didn't write, you know, they didn't write the laws, they just wrote contracts. That was great. Mm. That was, that was really brilliant. But yeah, the, and you could really focus in on that if you, and you could, you could make it all feel like an actual journey. If, even if you were like at its very barest following a dollar and i don't think you should be i think you should be following some actual characters but mm. this was the challenge they seem to have set themselves i really really agree with that because i think that if you could follow the dollars and the characters if you started where you were supposed to which is what you've posited which it would be the uh it would be the lawyers it would be the gold man and banderas being like here is where it starts and then you'd watch it destroy people's lives and you know rich and poor alike because that's how the movie progresses but instead, it just can't seem to decide where it needs to be. And I think the interesting thing is, is after I watched it, is I said to myself, because I'm just bored and alone, I was like, they were the right people to make this movie, but they just fucked it up. Like, I do actually think that Soderbergh has the kind of the the, the swish and the bizarre and the talent to make this but Soderbergh has a problem where like if you look back through his filmography like every for like five years or something he just goes crazy and does something or maybe even several quite stupid things like his last movie was made entirely on iPhones like, it's <laughs> just not good and so yeah I think I think he could have done something good but I think he understands almost what he you know what, what what's at play here just the way it was approached was so bizarre um mm. the anthology doesn't work at all and yeah just too much sacrificed on the altar of edutainment like i i, I think the problem probably was is antonio Banderas and gary oldman were so charming that that just e ends up eating up more and more of the film i think they're probably on screen for probably like a good 25 minutes and of an hour and a half film that, that's that's a hell of a lot with regards to those two because they really were the best thing about it there was even in their dynamic a massive imbalance because i i loved antonio Banderas's performance and i liked how his 
his character got something of a backstory and it was a very subtle one you know he kind of he walked through his own past as though he was mentioning it in passing but it told you a lot you know he was like it's harder to save the world it's easier to just save yourself sometimes the world doesn't want to be saved he left god behind but fucking gary oldman's character he was just like a jowly fake german man it was it was like a dracula accent that i would do like it was, it was fucking embarrassing, man. It really was. I think as well. Like I do, I do think Finseca is the more interesting of the two. Like when you look at their like arrangement, like Finseca was the Panamarian national, and this Mossack was the sort of like European of the group. Like he was there for that access into like the like they said like the the European aspect, like the investors, the Russians, etc. The German intruder. Yeah. yeah. Where, whereas, like, yeah, I think um, I think Finseca obviously genuinely did like grew up in a very poor in panama obviously massively embellished so we'll i guess we'll we'll move into this movie and it's sort of like proposed ethics and what it thinks it has to say because i mean I, I was really baffled by the we there, there's a there's a growing trend of these we're doing capitalism now movies which i applaud us moving into that era because i think it's possible to do these things on screen without them being complicated However, we are still in a place where people don't understand how to do them without making it weirdly complicated. You know, the big short has this issue where they just cut to... You know, people seem to find it quite charming. But when they cut to Margot Robbie in a bathtub who just, like you say, edutainment, tells you something, then excuses it by being like, oh, half-naked lady. It's like, no, I'm afraid you're just not communicating your concepts well enough. And I think that... The filmmaking community at large thinks that these concepts are too complicated to explain to people with the language of film without cheating. But that's because they're filmmakers and they don't know anything other than drama. Like, that, that's, my, that's my real feeling about it. I think that it can be done and it should be done. But fuck, man, these morons. Well, they, yeah, they even... Yeah irrespective of intelligence they need a, a modicum of faith in themselves and their audience like yeah they, and they have it in neither and it really shows i think one that always i'll remember and i burst out laughing at the credit scene of the other guys because it's just a five slides and i remember counting them five slide lecture on ponzi scheme yeah. <laughs> and, and that's insane <laughs> it, yeah i it's... always remember that one as well especially on the end of a fucking will ferrell mark Wahlberg. Uh, that's adam mckay as well by the way the same oh, guy who directed <sighs> yeah adam mckay who directed the big short he's just he a, started he's early a, mm-hmm. he's well well above his station in his own mind he's a legend in his own ego he's, he's just the only guy in hollywood who like read about economics yeah self-righteous masturbation I guess yep. <laughs> the fact that Netflix was willing to fund this is really interesting to me because I guess it's part of it is probably the earlier collaboration they have with Soderbergh, that iPhone film. Yeah, yeah. And I think part of it was probably also the fact that he netted Meryl Streep for something else and that she then mm. wanted to do this. I'm really curious because if I was Netflix, I wouldn't be happy with this as a finished product. Much like Enron, uh, Netflix is a uh, a strange black hole where no one's really sure what it values in terms of its output. I guess in the end, it's just number of streams. I don't think anyone's getting a Netflix subscription to watch the laundromat, and no, certainly no one's going to go and tell their friends to get a Netflix subscription to watch the laundromat. So, oh my god, yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah, I just a uh, uh, a bizarre waste of money. I am I'm loath to call this a movie. I'll be furious if any anyone nominates it for any award so as aaron chapman the ever vigilant researcher in the chair has found out for me and you referenced it earlier meryl streep actually said that her final scene in this movie was kind of like a freestyle it was her idea she addresses the camera directly a la henry hill at the end of goodfellas except it's a fucking horrible half-life version of that because i think that the problem is is that she thinks and to a certain extent everyone else working on the film in senior positions thinks that 
what she was saying was a revelation because she was delivering it like she, it was a revelation. And I was, I was fucking insulted. She was just like, the invisible handcuffs, the chains that you don't even see. These people, they own everything. It's like, yeah, no, thank you, Meryl. Meryl, I fucking know more about these things than you do, all right? Just because you're some fucking petit bourgeois fucking shithead who's read like two books in the last year and yep. you think you know more than me, how dare you? How dare you? It's ridiculous. I tell you what, the, the, the Meryl Streep doing the Statue of Liberty pose has actually become sort of a meme between me and my girlfriend at this point. Nice. It's, it's, it's so dumb and stupid and petty and childish that I can't believe an actual grown adult did it, let alone one that supposedly has a value to society. Utter drivel. A couple of interesting facts about that, uh... That little read-through yep. is uh, one that they had to do it like 20 to 25 times, Soderbergh <laughs> says. And obviously each time they had to put her back in makeup and take her out. And oh at one point God. she just wanted to stop doing it because she was annoyed at having to get out of her slightly racist Panamanian get-up. <laughs> for, for an actor who, as we know from even small amount of research we've done and even just a general experience with her over the past few years, like for someone who acts as though she's as woke as she is and who her co-stars describe as having an answer to any single socio-political economic question you could put to her. You know, it's pretty funny that she threw herself into, like, Latino face, you know, Entirely for the end of this movie. Also, like, giant, yeah. giant nose, giant breast Latino face is, like, great. Absolutely <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Again, it's that mm -hmm. thing where it's like, I, I know that you have gone well off the deep end and you're surrounded by PAs and sycophants and bastards, but... Jesus Christ, like, I don't need the person who's literally pulling themselves out of blackface to tell me about what is and isn't going on economically in the world. Also, like, about campaign finance, which was the weirdest thing, like, it wasn't even really about shell companies. Like, I guess the implication was that you reform uh, campaign finance to stop shell companies, but the entire rant was on the, like, regulation of donating to politicians yeah of which is a i would say a much a separate and distinct issue and not what the film was about like i don't think at any point do we see anyone receiving any campaign contributions you're right the only financial tomfoolery you witness that's even remotely related to political parties is the communist party of china which is not what she was referring to because that's state capitalism that's different to kind of the crony capitalism that she's referring to where campaign contributions control the markets and control people's lives fine but yeah you're right like it was about something else up until that point. But even then, I was talking to you about how, at the beginning, they talk about how capital is born in their minds, and they're just like, you know, whoever's got the most bananas. I thought it was very charming. Actually, I, re I really liked it. And then he said, you can offset your current bananas for your future banana contribution, <laughs> and that's when we created debt. And for that, I was, I was really like, that's really funny. That's really, really funny. Would have made a great shit. YouTube video. <laughs> well, it would have been a great YouTube video, but you know what? Also, in, in better movies of this kind, of which there are, I must admit, a few, it would be a great way of explaining it. That's the thing. You don't need to cut to Margot Robbie naked in the bathtub. That was good. That was brilliant. But this movie wasn't about collateralized debt obligation and you know there was a movie that was about that it's from 2011 aaron i recommend it to you and i recommend it to the very small number of maniacs who are dedicated to this channel thank you all it's called margin call it's got everyone in it it's got uh kevin spacey mm -hmm. zachary quint yeah exactly mm -hmm. zachary quinto uh jeremy irons 
and uh, the Vision, who was also the Unabomber. If you... Oh man, so it's got a pedophile and a homophobe. This is incredible. Indeed. <laughs> it has all of, all of those people, <laughs> and it's about the people who analysed the current financial data the day before the financial crash happened in 2008 and realised that it's about to happen and they need to get rid of all of their... Uh, their stock oh, and all of the debt obligations they have and it's excellent sounds great and there you go and see, see that I, I bring that up only for one a good alternative to the laundromat but also to say the thing about bananas and the collective culpability that we all have to a certain extent with capitalism to a certain extent which i think is fair and an interesting thing to explore but that didn't belong in this movie because that's not what this movie was about it was about shell companies and moving money and dark money and then at the end it decided it wasn't even about that it was about campaign contributions which as you said it didn't establish and it was just it was very uh economics 101 like you know you were saying introduction to marxist theory it's just bollocks like yep. they just don't know what they're talking about i did tell you what i think in my in my like in the dollar version i drafted i wouldn't have minded going deeper into the whole like your money for your like ferry trip does directly contribute to these things like i do quite like yeah. the interlinked complicity of it all but again the movie wasn't thinking about that like it didn't at no point in its mind did it like cross the mind like oh i can't believe that little old lady paid for a fucking russian mobster's flat yeah no so, exactly i mean you know the, if you're gonna have it be about the journey of money then you start with the retirees on their boat trip and you go forward and it was even beginning to touch on those things with david schwimmer's completely aborted character why do you get in david schwimmer and then just abort him he was brilliant he was perfectly pathetic i was so happy when i was watching him like he was like i just wanted to save some money it's like yeah of course so like you know medium business owner like would would do that like, yeah, yeah, that 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 stuff really, and that, yeah, again, there was like annoyingly good scenes in a complete mm. shit sandwich. I will say, as a closing point, I meant to say it earlier. So you said Meryl Streep mm. surrounded by sycophants, and I entirely agree. Yes, and that leads me on to the, the second Soderbergh fact I had regarding the uh, that last speech. In that, like, every time that she wanted to stop because she was fucking it up, because, again, it was a bullshit idea, he would say, no, no, it's going great. And apparently the whole cast, he says the whole cast agreed with him that it was really great. And I can only imagine how tedious it would be it's like the 15th time she's tried this right. Yeah. Soderbergh says it's great. He turns to you, cameraman B or whatever, and you're like, yeah, it's <laughs> fucking great. <laughs> You've suspended your union rights. It's for really the fucking good. Keep going, Meryl Streep. And I said, and to that guy, bleed my heart out, seriously. I, good on you for not getting fired. <laughs> I am I am quite literally raising a glass right now. And if you can even metaphorically join me, just to the crew of the laundromat. Yep. fucking bearing scene. witness and facilitating so much self-satisfied masturbatory action from hollywood a-listers may they burn in fucking hell i hope netflix pays its crew good <laughs> certainly hope so um okay so we've, we've been checked for traps watch literally any other movie on the subject of capitalism highly recommend margin call even go back as far as wall street the first one um just not this. This is you're you're better than this, but they don't think that you are, and that's the problem. I would rather you watch Sugar Rush, that that baking show on Netflix. Uh, that, <laughs> that at least that knows what it is. <laughs> and there is no higher insult that Aaron could give to a movie. <laughs>